0: How many of you have your Bibles tonight? How many of you wish you had your Bibles tonight? How many have got your Bible app ready to go? Let's get them fired up. We want to say good evening to those watching by the live stream. It's good to see you here tonight. We're glad that you're a part of this service. And as always, the Lord has a message. The Lord has answers. The Lord has direction for you tonight. Just, uh, just believe with us, and uh, he will speak. Amen? Let's go ahead and trust him for utterance and for ears that hear. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We esteem it as it is in truth. It's inspiration. It's spiritual life. It is the will of God. It is the heart of God speaking to us. We choose to open our being up. We choose to take down our guard and to become as a little child. And listen while believing. Looking for application of the word. That we could express your word through that which we do in our behavior, in that which we believe. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit right now as our teacher and our guide. We say we have ears to hear. We say we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. We say that our spirit man, our inner man, is enlightened. So we receive from you. And Father, thank you for utterance. I will speak by your anointing. And revelation shall flow. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get into the scriptures tonight. This is a message that I wrote probably three weeks ago. And we just didn't get to it. And I kept it on the burner. (laughs) And so we're reheating it. It's going to be good. Going over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, the title of this service keeps changing in my heart. Originally, it was called Decoding. The word of God. Let's just keep it there for, for that right now. But uh, decoding the Word of God. Look here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. And here, I believe this is from the King James. It says, how be it we speak wisdom. Now, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. And now it's it's the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul speaking to you and I here at BFC. And he says, I'm about to speak to you wisdom. Now understand he's talking about godly wisdom. And he says, I'm going to speak godly wisdom amongst them that are perfect. Now, don't let that word perfect throw you. He's actually talking to you about you. You and I have to get to the place that we believe that the Bible, in calling us perfect, means that you and I, on the inside, because of this recreation work of resurrection with our spirit, that we are now perfect. Don't get quiet on me so soon in the service. And, you know, we have a hard time accepting that because religion has always taught us to look at our behavior as to determine who we are. And that's the furthest thing from the truth in Christendom. You are perfect because you are God's workmanship. He, he's got... His fingerprints all over you on the inside. He made you. So he's talking about speaking godly wisdom to those who are born again, those who are perfect. He says it's not the wisdom of the world. How many of you know that there is a wisdom of the world? But he says, I'm not speaking the wisdom of the world nor am I speaking wisdom of the fallen princes of this world that come to naught. This is talking about the devil and his fallen spiritual kingdom on the earth. He's not talking about the world's wisdom, man's wisdom. He's not talking about the devil's wisdom. Now look at verse 7. He says, we are speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery. God's word is spoken in a mystery. And he describes what a mystery is. He says it's hidden wisdom. Now, understand, it's talking about it's hidden to Those who have embraced the wisdom of this world and it's hidden to those that have embraced the wisdom of this fallen kingdom of darkness of which neither you nor I are a part of remember he identified who this wisdom is spoken to is spoken to those who are perfect he goes on to say that this is hidden wisdom which God ordained or planned before the world unto our glory. So understand that God's wisdom is not hidden from us. God's wisdom is hidden for us. Do you you hear the difference there? See religion will will attempt to say that we, we're just too stupid to understand God's wisdom because they're so far above us. Well, that's the furthest thing from the truth. We got God living inside of us. Amen. We're not mere human beings. We're recreated human spirits with God the Holy Spirit living inside of us who is our teacher and our guide. So understand that God didn't hide wisdom from us. He hid it for us, knowing that we will find it and apply it. All right. So God's spiritual kingdom, this kingdom that you and I have been born into, will and will always be continually revealed to us by the word of God and understand that God's wisdom in the word of God is spoken in a mystery meaning that the mystery of it is that you can't understand it with your human mind you have to believe it and receive it with your spirit hallelujah now, this word mystery just means hidden or secret spiritual truths. Now, let's go on over to Romans chapter 16. Now, you understand that the Holy Spirit is in us to empower us to decode the mystery. Romans chapter 16. Let's go to verse 25. It says, Now to him... This is talking about God. Now to him that is of power. How many of you realize that God is all power? Come on, amen. Yes, sir. And he avails and gives us access to his power. And it says that his power will establish, or better said in the common English vernacular, establish. God has a power in his word that will establish us. And it's according to my gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it'll establish you by being under the sound of the preaching of Jesus Christ and is according to the revelation of the mystery or being empowered to understand the mystery. Can you think about it just a little bit if we just look over our shoulder? Remember when we first came into Christendom, everything was just, it wasn't only new to us, a lot of it we didn't really get a hold of. We didn't perceive. We didn't know. Little things. And then as we continued to be under the sound of his voice, that, revela- that um, revelationary work of the Holy Spirit began to disclose little pieces. And then little pieces got connected to other little pieces. And then those pieces created a dot that then connected with another dot or another truth. And then we're starting to see things that, that just go, wow, I, I, I get it. It's almost like putting a puzzle together. You know, one of those puzzles that has a thousand pieces to it. Something that I never enjoyed to do. I didn't have that kind of time. But, you know, what did you have to do? You, you took the easy pieces, the ones that had a flat edge on them. And, and especially the one that had two flat edges on it. Right? That was probably the first one you sat on the, on the table there. But then you started connecting things, and then it formed what? A picture, in most cases. A picture. And that's how the Word of God is. See, some get frustrated because they're trying to understand it. In a human reasoning. And to them, this book is completely hidden from them. Because it's not talking about natural things. It's talking about heavenly, spiritual things. And you have to begin to embrace that, and that's when things open up to us. Now, look what the Word of God, or should I say the power of God through the Word of God, does for us. You're, You're still with me in Romans 16, 25. It says that to him that is of power... And he will establish you. How? According to his gospel or according to the word of God. Understand that the word of God will establish you or cause you to grow. It'll begin to form ideals and beliefs and and principles and priorities. And it'll begin to, to move your life in a completely different direction. And then it says... And the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation or the, the the revelation of the mystery. See, this is why we pray the Ephesians prayers, because we're praying for our spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit to begin to untangle the mystery or the secrets. And it it's, it's interesting. It says that these things have been kept secret since the world began it's interesting and i'm finding this out that the gospel and the word of god is reserved for those who desire him because when you begin desire to desire him and as you begin to desire a deeper relationship with him you'll give ear to what he says this is why the scholars that try and decipher what the word of God is saying never really get it they don't want to know him they want to know about him maybe but they don't want a personal relationship with him. Amen. Yeah. And so that's really what is, that's what really decodes the word of God is that you want more of him. Yes. You want to have a deeper relationship with him. So this word, the word of God will establish us He does it through the Word of God, and it comes, this establishment comes by you getting the revelation of God's Word. I'm not going to look at verse 26. Let's go over to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 25. Now, he's talking about the gospel. He says, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which was given to me for you. Understand that every ministry gift that Jesus has given has been made for the body of Christ and is to fulfill the word of God. Then he goes on to talk about what we saw there in Romans. He says, even the mystery. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations. Now get this. But now is. When? Not when we get to heaven. How many many of you are listening to me tonight? It's, It's not going to be revealed to you when you finally get to heaven. It can be revealed to us now. But now is made manifest to who? The saints. You and I. And it says to whom God... Would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Now, notice this one mystery being revealed to you, uh, to us, which is Christ, where in you, yes. amen. The hope of glory. How long did it take, once we received Jesus into our life, did you receive the revelation that Jesus has actually taken up residence inside of your inner hidden man by the person of the Holy Spirit? For me, it took a while. That I didn't have to look out here for God, but I could look in here for God. Amen. Now, understand this. It's the responsibility of every believer to allow allow God's power to establish you. Now, this word establish means to set fast, to turn decisively in a certain direction, to be steadfastly set, to be mature. Through Scripture, he tells us that we need to grow. We need to mature. That we're to be no longer children tossed to and fro, but that we would be established, set, that we'd not be changed or moved by the winds of this world, by the winds of circumstances, by the winds of challenges, but we would be steadfast in a particular position following the Lord. Now, I want to look at it this way. God's power in the Word has that ability, ability to establish us. Yes. I, I can't look elsewhere. It's going to come from the Word of God. Look over here in Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the Word of God, or could we say the Bible, is quick, which is King James for alive, or the ability to make alive. It's quickening. And it's also powerful. Now, the Bible tells us that God invested his omnipotence in the Word of God. He invested not just his life, but also his power in this book. And so that's why you were born again by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. That word that you put in your heart, when you activated that word by confessing Jesus as your Savior, the power that was in your word then recreated you by the person of the Holy Spirit. And so when you and I are going to be men and women of power following Christ our power will emanate from the Word of God and that's exactly what Hebrews says the Word of God is alive and powerful and this power can be released in us to establish us to mature us now remember this is our responsibility Going over to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Look here in verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. So we're going to thank God continually. Because when you received what? When you received what? The word of word of God. When you received the word of God, which you heard of, remember faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You received it not as the word of men. Now right here is how you decode the word of God. At least one aspect of decoding it. You've got to believe that what you're hearing from the word of God is coming from the lips of God. And if I don't understand what it says, then I need to just believe it. And that believing, as we'll see here in just a moment, will cause it to be revealed to us. Now understand that some mysteries can't be seen until you embrace other mysteries. When you begin embracing mysteries that are, are well uh, are easy to believe, it'll lead it to those areas where it's more difficult to believe. For example, when I first heard that Christ lives in me, that was a little that was a challenge for me. Because my mind's going, what? First of all, how can he be in me? He's seated at the right hand of God. I didn't realize that the spirit of him dwells in me. The spirit of Christ dwells in me. And then I saw it was something spiritual. And then I saw him being with my spirit. And that's how Christ was in me. Because I couldn't fit, you know, another man inside of me. But the mystery, as I believed that he was in me, began to unfold with understanding exactly how. Now look at this. It says that you received the word of God, which you heard of us. You didn't receive it as coming from a man, but you received it as it is in truth, the word of God. Now, you and I want the power in the Word of God to develop us. This verse tells us exactly how to accomplish that. It says that the Word of God will effectually work in you or establish you or mature you or develop you when you believe it. It's interesting, because our spirit is not attached to the feelings of our body. You can't sense it working in you. You can't see it producing in you. And so you have to do these things by faith. For example, when you're believing God for healing in your body, You've got to believe that that power of the word, because you believe you receive your healing, you believe that by his stripes you were healed, that that word now, that power of that word is working in you to create a cure. And you do that by believing. And so it's a function of your spirit of which your body is not, doesn't sense it doesn't experience it because it's spiritual. And so is it when you embrace a a word of God and you believe that it's talking about you, you're believing with your heart. And that's why we talk so much about spiritology, that we are a spirit, we are an eternal spirit being, we have a mind, and we live in a body. And so we learn By allowing the Word of God to be established in us we learn how to live life from the inside out not allow what we see out here that creates feelings to dictate to us what is but we learn how to lean upon that which we believe from the Word of God on the inside and then walk in its light and that's when it is working in us and creating God's will in us. So we believe with our heart. It says over here in Romans 10:10, 10, 10, "For with the heart man believeth. Notice it doesn't say with the mind man believes. It doesn't say with, with the body man believes. And you understand that this word heart is talking about the center of your being, It's talking about your human spirit. That's the part of you that received Jesus. That's the part of you that's been resurrected. That's the part of you that's perfect. And so we've got to learn when our feelings are talking to us, when our body is talking to us, When what we see in terms of circumstances are talking to us and endeavoring to influence us to tell us how things are in that moment, we go inward and look at what the Word says. We begin to believe that Word, and then it says it will effectually work in you. It will release its power in you. Hallelujah. So say this, I am, a being. I am a spirit being. I've been born again, born again. on the inside. On the inside. I'm, brand I'm brand new. I've been made with God's hands. With God's hands. I'm, his I'm his workmanship. And I choose, I choose to cause this inner man to be established, to be, established. To be set in a direction that God has for my life. For my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. Now, this is why the Word of God remains a mystery to many people is because they're, they're using the wrong part of their being to receive its revelation and its understanding. They're trying to have a relationship with the Word of God, which is spiritual, with the earthly parts of their being, and it does not work. <laughs> I liken it unto trying to take a shower with a wetsuit on. <laughs> right? You're in the shower, but you're not getting wet. The earth, the, the earth suit, this wetsuit, is just repelling everything that that shower has to offer. And that's what happens when people try and have a relationship with the Word of God with their intellect, with their mind, with their reasonings, with their feelings, with their emotions. They, they, they just can't come inside of them. The, the, the mind repels it or filters it away from coming down into your spirit where it was intended to live and to work. And so we remain the same. We may have all sorts of knowledge. We may be able to quote scripture here and there. But if it's staying up here and not down here in our heart, it can only get down here when we believe. Not by understanding, not by feeling. By believing. That's when that power gets inside of you. And that's what establishes us. Now listen to this. Simply take God at his word. Now, I know you've heard that quite a few times from this pulpit. I, I understand that. I get that. I, I'm the one doing that. But there's a reason. I said, there's a reason. How many times did your mommy, whoever was feeding you when you are just a little skeeter, eat the broccoli? You had to get the broccoli where? In you. You tried to wear it on the outside, and it didn't do you any good. But when you got some down in there, it brought those minerals and that, that food to your body to develop it. And the same is true with the Word of God. We've got to get the Word in us, and the only way it gets in us is by believing what we hear. Yes. Amen. Believing what we hear. So take God at His word, and pay particular attention to who you now are, present tense, in Christ. This world wants to define you. The world wants to tell you who you are, and remind you of your limitations, and and and. tell you to stay in your place or stay in your lane of who we see you to be. And we can't allow them to conform us into a mold. We've got to break free from that. Remember, he's trying to get our life to go in a particular direction. The world wants you to go 180 degrees from that direction. And they want you to toe the line in their world system and where they have you in their rank and file. So you and I need to pay particular attention in the epistles that talk about who we have become in real time in Christ. You see, we're not waiting for heaven to be who Jesus made us to be. And we're not waiting to get to heaven to do what Jesus said we could do. And we're not waiting for heaven to receive what Jesus has provided provided for us to have. But it's up to us to establish that in us by allowing the word's power to create that in our life. Let's just take one example and we'll go home. How many believe that? Good for you. Go to 2 Corinthians and go to chapter 5 and go down to verse 21. Now, I'm using this example because my life changed. My direction, because a newfound perception changed and pointed me in a particular direction in the things of God because of this one verse. Now, this verse is going to tell you who you now are. Not who you might become if you're good enough. Not who you'll be when you get over into heaven. No, this is who you have become because of Jesus coming into your life. He says that God made Jesus to be what? Sin for us. Now don't just look at sin as behavior. Look at also sin being a nature. Who you are. You and I were sin before Christ. We had a fallen sin nature. We were separated from God. What does it mean to be separated from God? Well, you're still alive eternally, but you have no life. See, Separation from God means the life that God provides is now removed from us. And we're separated from him. him. We're still living eternally because we're an eternal spirit being, but we have no life, spiritual life. We have spiritual death. It says that God made Jesus to be spiritual death for you. See, he didn't die simply on the cross physically. He died primarily spiritually. He had to assume who we had become. And we were spiritually dead in our trespasses and sins. And so Jesus became dead. That's why he went to hell. And he became sin for us even though he knew no sin. Now, why did he do that? So that he could cause us to be made the righteousness of God in him. Notice that the righteousness is because we're in him. Amen. Amen. Meaning that he has bestowed his righteousness upon him. Look at it like a robe. There are instances in places in the word of God that calls righteousness the robe of righteousness. Remember the the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness is something that he's bestowed upon us. It's just like when the, the fallen son, the prodigal son, came back to the father. He cloaked him in the robe. He put the ring on his finger, denoting that now he's now a part of father in the father's house and therefore had the benefits of being a part of father's house upon him. It's nothing that we have earned. It's nothing that we have bestowed. <clears throat> nothing that we've earned, nothing that we deserved. It was bestowed upon us. It was amen. given to amen. us. That's what grace is. Yeah, amen. So notice that it says that you've been made, what? Righteous. Yeah. Whose righteousness? It's the righteousness of God. So righteousness is a spiritual state where you have the ability to go in the very presence of God, who is holy, who is without sin, who is righteous himself, and you can go before him without any sense of guilt, condemnation, or fear because you know that you're clothed in his righteousness. Now, we have to allow this truth not to be a mystery. When it's not a mystery, it becomes a reality. This truth has to be a reality to you. To the degree that whenever you pray, whenever you worship, whenever you approach God, whenever you think about how God sees you, you see yourself completely pure and washed in his righteousness and have all that it takes to be a part of him and to go before him. Now, you have to create that in your spirit. I'm talking the reality of it. Now, see, I had righteousness for quite a few number of months, maybe even years, before it was a reality to me. You see, I had the righteousness of God because I accepted Christ and became a believer. I was a new creature in Christ. But I didn't have the reality of my right standing, another definition of righteousness. I wasn't aware that... that. I'm now a part of him. As much as my little pinky's now a part of this body. And I had to get that truth in me to the degree that it became a reality. It was real. I I no longer wished that I had it. I, it I no longer hoped that I had it. mine. Now, I want you to go. See, I already lied to you. Go on over to Romans 10. I I just really want to cinch the nail on this truth for you. And I want you to see how to get the word of God to effectually work in you that believeth. Get over to Romans chapter 10. You guys know this verse. I just can't find it. Bar she blows, Métis. Go here down to verse 10. Notice, this, we quoted this earlier, for with the heart, man does what? With a man's spirit, he does what? He believes. Now understand that by believing the word of God, that's what releases his power. What's that power going to do? It's going to form the reality of God's word It'll eliminate it being a mystery and will cause it to be a reality in your life. Something that can never be taken away from you. Remember, there for months and maybe years, righteousness was a mystery to me. I knew the Bible said that I was the righteousness of God, but it was still a mystery to me. How's that possible? How can that be? I'm still clumsy. I'm still making mistakes. I still make, uh, (coughs) I sin. Anyone else been there? That you're you're troubled by what God calls you because you don't have an agreement with what he's saying about you through your behavior. That has nothing to do to do with it Amen. and that's why that's a mystery so righteousness was a mystery to me but with the heart man believeth unto what righteousness, righteousness. so first I believe unto my right standing with God I take that scripture I take 2 Corinthians 5.21, and I say to myself, I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. I believe that. My mind is still saying, no, you're not. My mind is pointing out contradictions to what I'm saying from the seen realm, from the experience realm, from the feelings realm, but I'm believing it. I believe that I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ so you believe unto righteousness but here it goes but with the mouth see this is talking about now saying what you believe because remember we're creating the reality of this truth in our heart That it'll no longer be a mystery but it'll be a confirmed truth in fact and possession of ours. For with the mouth, confession creates your righteousness. Now remember, you're already righteous, but you can't walk in his benefits because you have yet to allow it to be a reality to you. You still think God is looking after you by your behavior what you used to do or what kind of person you are and this and that and whatever. But now you're choosing to believe what he says in the word of God. You start believing it and then you begin to create it by saying what you believe. Remember to be born again, you had to say about Jesus what you believe. You believe he was Lord, then you confess him as Lord, and what happened? Boom! You created salvation. But now I've got to create who I've become in Christ because of salvation, and I start saying, I believe that I am righteous. I believe that I have the righteousness of God, and you've got to continue to say it. And say it even when your mind is saying no 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 your heart is saying yes 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 <laughs> Come on. Yeah. and it might take you 15 minutes it might take you an hour it might take you three weeks of opening up this scripture looking at 2nd Corinthians 521 God made Jesus to be sin for me who knew no sin that I could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness in God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And then I start seeing with my imagination that I am the righteousness Amen. of Christ. I am righteous with his righteousness. And you start imagining it. You keep believing it. You keep saying it. And you get happy about it. Amen. Come on. Yes. And there will come a moment. That that truth, that even though it's already yours, it'll drop down inside of your heart where it becomes a reality. Hey, that's mine. That's my possession. That's who I am. That's who I've become in Christ. And it has nothing to do with me in terms of what I've done or how I've performed. It has everything to do of me receiving him as my Savior. Now, when that truth gets established, it begins to bear fruit. Because the Bible says over there in James that the prayers of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in his work. Once you embrace, remember I talked about dots connecting? And once you you solve one mystery and you embrace it and it becomes a reality and a truth to you, then it'll connect you to other realities. So once I became aware that, that I am now righteous because of what he did for me, then I find out now I can pray clothed in this righteousness. And so now I'm praying not as someone that's hoping that God will move in my behalf in spite of things I've done. Now I'm going before him clothed in righteousness. And I'm not wondering if he's listening to me. I'm not wondering if he's going to answer my prayer. I know he will because I am righteous. And one establishing one truth through believing it and confessing it until it becomes real to you will then connect you to so much more and then you'll start creating realities in all those different areas that you discover in the Word of God and you'll start going in a direction in your life that'll take you out of this 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 swamp you and I were living in that we were dictated to by circumstances And now we're creating circumstances. Amen. Amen? Because we've established the word of God in us and we're now growing. Amen. Amen. Father, I want to thank you for this truth tonight. You know, you're not holding back on the understanding and the revelation of your word, Father. We're your children. You paid a high price to bring us into the family. And you're now not withholding any good thing, including your wisdom and your way of doing things. Lord, help us to establish the word in our life. In in terms of embracing a truth that defines who we've become. A truth that defines what we have been given, that defines that which we can do through you. Help us to take that truth that's already a reality to you, but help us to make it a reality to us individually that will become so real to us that it will begin to open up other realities, other truths to us. And Lord God, it'll be so exciting because at that point, we'll start living out of those places where truth now is reigning in our heart. It's not just an idea. It's not just a thought. It's not a, oh, I sure hope so. No, it will have left that arena of our mind and reasoning and logic, and it's now down in our spirit where we not only believe it, but we're saying it. We're calling it out. I'm this. I'm that. I have this. I have that. I can do this through you. And in that place, we're becoming established in you. We are firmly set. We are following you, and we're going in the direction that you have for us. It's going to It's going to be even greater than what we have right now. And I thank you for it. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Everyone believe and shouted, amen. 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 Well, thanks for coming out tonight. Hey, thanks for watching. We trust this has been a blessing to you. Say this out loud. I am, am. because because of Jesus, the righteousness of God.